Sure, the Music Explorers podcast. I'm Elaine. As always, I'm Scoop Magoo. And it's the end of the year, bitches. Uh, it you know, indeed. yep, it is. It is time to, uh, you know, unpack everything. And in this case, uh, in this instance, we are talking about albums of the year. I'm, I'm apparently subscribing to uh, Scott's method of uh, delivery. Taking taking some Ira Glass esque pauses between everything. <laughs> is that what I do? <laughs> no, oh, no. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. Um, anyway, see, the, 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 there's a reason this is this is our last episode of the year because uh, you know we need time for our brains to kind of grow back, so then we can progressively <laughs> disintegrate them over the next Love year. Love it. Uh, that's yeah, this was th- that's our secret. Um, yeah, and despite you know generally this year being kind of uh, I don't know bad. Uh, yeah, I, I thought the musical output was at least for me. I, I felt like I uh, made a concerted effort to expand my horizons. Specifically, something I set out to do, which I was really excited to follow through with, is I felt like I expanded my horizons like geographically. Like I felt like I listened to more albums from you know outside of Europe. Um, you know, the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, I mean, still a long way to go, and I haven't done the final tally, but I, I, I kept track of, of, you know, along with genre, I did, you know, just the general region of, of where, you know, the artist is based, and it, it kind of put into perspective how, you know, Western-centric, um, you know, my music listening is. And there's something inherently Definitely. wrong with that, but of course there are certain musical traditions that you're just really not going to get from a Western, you know, mindset. Um, so it, it yeah. was, uh, that was something I really enjoyed. Uh, the other comment that, um, bit of a, I was a little disappointed in my, just because of different, you know, I got married, house, we got a dog. Like, D- disappointed because he got married as a cop? No, that was, that was poor wording. I just, I yeah. mean, I was like, I, <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, cur- currently I'm at, um, uh, just a, around 770. Out, out releases listened to for the year. Uh, my goal was to get to a thousand, and obviously, it's unless I listen to an insane amount of new music in, in the next few weeks, that's not going to happen. But I, I still, I still improved from where I was in twenty nineteen. It's so funny because like every year, I try to listen to less new music, and you try to listen to more, and we wind up somewhere in the middle every time. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that that's still my New Year's resolution next year. Uh, is to just listen to less new music, which seems, you know, bad. But um, you know what? There's a lot of music out there that's already come out. So that's so that's fuck very you. true. Um, uh, but in terms of new music, <laughs> anyway, uh, what uh, what was your process for you know whittling this down into you know we're we're gonna do some honorable mentions and a top ten? So yeah. What, uh, so yeah, I I briefly touched upon this last week, I think, um, in that. I basically put no thought into it after a while. <laughs> like, um, I, so I, I kept a list all year of just stuff that sort of, you know, I'd listened to it and I was like, hey, I like this. So I just put it down. And so um, I think starting in like November, I started like, you know, whittling it down 
uh, a bit. And then, um, you know, I think sometimes trying to listen to some of the stuff, because uh, a lot of the albums that were on this list, I probably only listened to once, because that's just kind of how I operate with new music a lot. Uh, the, there, there were some obvious um, albums that, did, that I listened to many times. But we'll, we'll get to that later. But, um, you know, so I, I think the last few weeks I, I really tried to whittle it down. And, like, I was kind of going crazy trying to number things and being like, oh, d- does this go here? Is this an honorable mention, et cetera, et cetera? What about this album that I only listened to once, you know? And I kind of just drove myself insane and uh, finally just decided that the list as it was in that moment is the list that is is basically where it's going to be at right now like literally the only changes i've made in like the last three weeks have been literally just reordering the honorable mentions into alphabetic order (laughs) there you go so uh because (laughs) i i'm just yeah i i I just kind of you know kind of popped a circuit a little bit (laughs) and was just like nope no more this is no longer fun um (laughs) so uh i i will say that so I, i actually so I don't know if it... Mm, actually, no, I'm, I'm not going to say anything because um, it could be spoiler territory. So I'm, I'm okay. going to keep my peace. Uh, so what about you, though? Yeah, like I said, uh, 780 albums. Uh, yeah. Not exactly the easiest <laughs> list to cut down. Uh, the, 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 the good thing is, is the reason I do that is I literally jot down every single thing I listen to. So the vast majority of my list... I've only listened to once. So it, it kind of makes it easy once I do my first cut. If, I mean, there's a lot of it that I don't even remember, you know, because yeah. I, I listened to it once and I, I didn't, you know, again, I write down stuff I didn't enjoy. Just just so, you know, periodically throughout the year when I look back, you know, we do our do monthly you, editor's do, picks. Do you, like, add little notes to it at all? That is something I want to do next year because I think it would make it a little, like, it, it wouldn't, I was able to get down to my final cut or, like, close to my final cut just off of memory but in definitely in terms of ordering and and yeah whittling it down to like 50 because i've been doing a top 50 the last few years that was when it got hard because there was just i tried to um and i guess i'll just launch into it the next part is so i do yeah. a first cut my big list just anything i don't remember i remember disliking or I remember being you know kind of lukewarm on off the off the cut you know just very very you know indiscriminate harsh you know only the best of the best i want to make the next crop which i think this year was around 200 or so so i cut off a lot right at the top (laughs) um and then from there in the next few rounds as many rounds as it takes i try to get to a manageable number so this year it was you know i think it was around 200 or so albums then i tried to get to 100 and then the next cut i tried to get down to 50 um and i just it's a combination of um what did I think was, you know, quote unquote, like objectively or culturally, like what album was significant, you know, in general, or I thought significant in, in the context of like a genre or whatever, um, you know, what the kind of the, the, the structure of the album, uh, like, for example, I really, really enjoyed and spun a lot. Uh, Chromeo made a quarantine themed EP. Like it was all like goofy synth pop and synth funk, all like based around like COVID and stuff like that. And I enjoyed it a lot, and I really liked it, but it was a short, gimmicky EP. So, like, stuff like that. Stuff that, you know, I may have listened to a lot or enjoy, but I was like, yeah, this doesn't really... This doesn't feel like a top album of the year. It feels like something that I just kind of... was more of like a past-the-time kind of thing. 
Um, and then obviously the most important thing is, did I, you know, how much did I enjoy it? You know, that obviously is the most important, but sometimes it's nice to have a tiebreaker of like, okay, like these are kind of equal, but I feel like this album was more significant and more, you know, acclaimed. So if I feel, if I feel relatively similar about two albums, it just, it, it's an easy tiebreaker. Uh, cause at the end of the day, it's really fun to do a ranked list and look back on, but this is really just a snapshot in time. So ultimately, yeah. when I try to get, you know, try to be really serious, very methodical about it, at the end of the day, that's really where I, I reach exactly what you said, is that once I was, especially as I was ordering my top 10, top 15, I just had to be, you know, go with your gut. And actually, there are some albums on this list when it came down to ordering that I haven't listened to for a while or they've slightly fallen out of favor with me, but I remembered back to, like, how it hit me in the moment, like, just, like, my first go with it when it was new to me like how fresh it was and just thinking about this being a snapshot of the year at one point it was a very very significant um you had safe and play more rotation you know it uh, i should way. really do that yeah that, that's a good idea because because there's there's one album in particular which uh, uh well it's gonna be my last hour of mention kind of number 11 so to speak where at one point it was way higher like when it did my mid-year ranking mid-year ranking but just it kind of fell a little bit out of favor with me, and I'll talk about that. But I, I couldn't deny the fact that it was like when I first heard it, I was obsessed with it for such a long time. Um, and even the reasons it fell out of favor with me weren't like aren't necessarily a shot. It just kind of was, a, you know, it's just it happens sometimes with music. You know, it's just not the right. I, I, I think I know exactly what album you're talking about. <laughs> I want to see. Honestly, I want to see if you're right. But obviously, we'll get there. Uh, do, you have yeah. any, do you have any final? That was kind of my my oh, spiel. Um, yeah. So I think I have two actual points and then one joke uh that joke i'll just say that now is that uh you have put more time and effort into your list than the grammys have ever hey so i'll take it i mean not even sure if that's a joke could just be a statement of fact at this point it's kind of a sad observation but you know what yeah if if i put put in more effort than an established institution yeah then i'll i so i think (laughs) that um I also, I you know, you you you've brought this up before, but just this notion of uh, sort of you know choosing albums that are culturally relevant, and like I, I, I'm so on the fence with that personally because I you know I'm of the opinion that like you know we don't like we we define culture like person to person, yeah, you know, like it's it's not like it's some you know like it's not like the zeitgeist is like already predetermined in a way um so i i've just never counted that much uh it's more about like my own personal enjoyment so like i remember a few years back i had like this bizarre you know electric acoustic improvisation album that like you know maybe 20 people listen to all year (laughs) you know that i really liked uh i really want to actually buy it at some point but um Anyway, yeah, so that, um, and I think my other point, maybe I don't, oh, I, it's, it's just that, you know, I think uh, when it comes to sort of the numbering and stuff like that, I, I kind of play it fast and loose. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, catch me on another day, numbering could be different. Um, frankly, you know, I'm not a big fan of sort of numbering these lists anyway, because, um, I mean, the whole thing can seem kind of arbitrary yeah. uh, when you get to a certain point. So, um, well, well, for sure, absolutely. And just yeah. real quick on the, 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 I guess, contextual or cultural point, um, just to explain a little bit more, there there are two pop albums in my top ten. That, yeah, me too. <laughs> that, um, 
w the one I ranked higher is technically less acclaimed and less culturally significant than the one I ranked lower. And in that case, just my own personal enjoyment, you know, took the day. However, yeah. there are two hip hop albums where I liked them. They were kind of in the same you know kind of the same ballpark in terms of how much I enjoyed them but one album kind of without even real competition had more of a you know more more societal play this year so that kind of was helpful in terms of thinking about like what represents 2028 music picking that album instead so it's it's never it's just it's kind of a guidepost like I just I yeah. have kind of my own philosophies of listening and, and analyzing music and I, I run the albums through, and whatever comes out is again w how I felt in 2020. Certainly, yeah. I've looked back at my numbered lists in the past and been like, "Ooh, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that <laughs> you know, old Scott or like, like previous Scott." <laughs> Something was fucked up about this Scott. <laughs> um, oh, all right, man. so let, let's just move to honorable mentions. Uh, why don't you go first? Yeah. So uh, a couple albums in here. Uh, I really wonder. Uh, I, I tried to stretch my listening out as far into December as I could, or like especially late November. Usually in years past, around Thanksgiving, I just kind of check out, and I really, really tried not to do that this year. I mean, part of it was a little bit easier because we were we're all you know working from home right now, and we're you know kind of all apart. So I you know I don't have my commute. I have more time and energy and whatnot. So all that to say, there's could move up a little bit. And then there are a few, a few things. There's one album that I just genuinely, it's, it's where it is and I think it fits. But then there's two albums where there's reasons why they're my honorable mentions and they're not higher, and we'll get to that. Um, so like I said, I, I, I do a top 50, so these are numbered, but, you know, just keep it keep it kind of fast and loose, like, you know, like we just said earlier. So a uh, 15, I have uh, Zyklia, Immortality Through Quantum Suicide, which is still an amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, I love everything about the names on this album. Just really intense math grind. Uh, it's the kind of math grind that I really like where it's it's very fast and, and kind of manic, but there's still a lot of groove to it as well. Uh, that's one of the things I loved a lot about uh, uh, the new Pound album last year. I just, I love the fact that you didn't just have all zaniness or you didn't have all like the sugar-esque chugs. You kind of had a little bit of both. Uh, the reason it wasn't higher was just because it's, it's a little short. Uh, I, I just I felt like I wanted more. You know, otherwise I would have put higher. Mm. Um, Fourteen, man, I, I can't believe I, I like these guys now. But I just I, I can't deny that it's really good. Uh, Liturgy, Origin of the Alimonies. <laughs> uh, I just I think that Hunter Hunt Hendricks has it's clicked. I thought that she, um, what I really didn't like about the artwork was it was all ambition and just really really lacking in execution. And I feel like that's finally, the ambition and execution have finally met. And this was billed as a black metal opera, and by God, it works. It's actually. I, I really need to listen to like the last few liturgy albums, dude. Like, cause like, but I think what, what was the one became, that like, became for this hawk? Like, yeah, whatever. That, yeah. that that caught me so off guard because I, I was expecting, all right, let's give it a listen to be fair. But it was actually really good. Um, yeah and yeah i mean i just again if i had more time with it it might be higher i'm not really sure but it's just I'm really really glad that it's clicked for me because i think that a lot of a lot of promise with all their music but just in the past it's been all ambition no execution uh hmm. next party dozen pray for party dozen 
just hmm. an insanely fun free jazz album. Just uh, yeah, I, I I remember really liking that yeah, when I listened to it. Sax and, and drums, and I think there's some guitar here and there, and just just insanely, uh, you know, free jazz isn't always you know sometimes it can take a little bit itself a little bit too seriously, but this just was bursting with energy and great ideas. Uh, I enjoyed this from you know when I first heard it until now. Uh, next, pr- the, the latest addition to my list and I just I loved it from the, the first single uh, the new Don Walker album Ages just a really really great mix of you know prog metal and folk and post metal a little black metal just a really really great combo I mean I have a feeling that if this had come out earlier in the year it would have ranked higher on my list but again it, it just came out December 4th so I haven't had a ton of time with it but I just I can't deny that right from the get go this was just all you know, major Opeth vibes, but a little bit, you know, kind of more uh, modern take on like folk metal and post metal. Just really, really love it. Um, and my nice. final, you know, number 11, my final honorable mention, uh, Natalia Lafricade, uh, oh. Un Canto por Mexico, Volume 1. Uh, I, I think ultimately this just, it's really long, it's over an hour, and it is kind of one note. It's it's like you know traditional Mexican folk folk music ranchera, you know really uh, happy bright you know songs about the love love and the sea and pride of country and whatnot. But man, when I first heard it, ironically, I listened to this and just you know after Fantano's review, and it was right around the same time we had just watched Coco, the Pixar movie. <laughs> so it just, it just it just so happened to be like perfect timing and. It's just her voice is gorgeous. The songs are really sweet and heartwarming, and just really, really like when I first heard it. Some of the songs it kind of made me emotional just because it's just it's so much, so beautiful and so mm-hmm. well composed, so powerful. But again, I, the reason it didn't make my top ten, it's just a little long and a little. Uh, it's one of those every song's great. There's just too many of them, unfortunately. So, but I, I couldn't deny that when I first heard it, I was obsessed with it. So, yeah, that's uh, all nice. great, but just didn't didn't make my top ten. <coughs> very nice, great dude. One. I'm very excited to. I, I can't even tell you how this this episode is always. I'm so stoked about because I think that we <coughs> talk about the new music we listen to all year with you know obviously our reviews and just you know when we're not recording and with our albums of the week and it's just so so cool to hear what actually ultimately. Yeah, I it is. I I do like that part of it. It's it's kind of like um. I was gonna say best of, but I mean that's literally what it is. (laughs) It's kind of like a best of. Well, you know what? (laughs) If anything, it's 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 like a it's it's like a good clip show in a way. Yeah, for sure. Um, but so I I have uh six on like Scott because uh I really didn't go further than a top ten. Um. We don't, we, don't, and, we don't have rules. Who has yeah, rules? yeah. I, well, like like I like we've said a few times already. Uh, we play it fast and loose, and uh, yeah. So uh, these aren't just in alphabetical order. I don't really give a shit about uh, you know order right now uh, in honorable mentions. But um, so Henry Kaiser uh, problems are just opportunities and work clothes. It's the best album that you'll buy this year that is completely free. Um, because if you buy it from Squidco, uh, it is actually free. Oh. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's a great little, uh, it, it's about, I think it's like 45 minutes of just one single solo improvisation on baritone guitar. Uh, it starts off really lush and gets, you know, into some more like 
free improvisation territories at points. Uh, yeah, it's just a really, it's a cool listen. Uh, you know, it's just kind of a testament to just, you know, uh, how, you know, kind of that circle of music, uh, you know, kind of had, it almost supports itself to a certain extent, or at least that there's a lot of pushback on either side. It's not like it's just uh, labels, you know, uh, you, you know, sort of just forcing this, like people to put out stuff, you know, they, like they, they, this was something Henry Kaiser just willingly did, uh, you know, and he didn't need to, it, but it was, he did. And it was really good. Um, next is uh, Mama Leaks, uh, Come and See. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I, I really, I, I like from the minute I heard this thing when it came out, I think what, back in March, I want to say maybe even earlier uh i was really digging it like i loved how it was almost like uh it, it, it was like a black and roll album if like i don't know like it, it was almost like experimental rock but it was like it was like blackened experimental rock almost exactly it's the most like, um, non-black metal black metal album i've heard yeah because it's it, one of those you can't really say it's not black metal but it's it doesn't doesn't yeah, really, it, yeah. It, it was just, it was really, it was, it was super well executed, you know, well performed, well written. Um, yeah, uh, I, I really, my, my issues with it more just came from like, I just didn't see, I don't, I didn't really listen to it a ton. Um, so next up is uh, the collaboration between Mersbell and Gareth Davis called uh, Broken Landscapes. And it's mm-hmm. kind of a sequel of sorts to their album, I think from... I want to say 2016 even. It's called uh, Atsusaku, which was probably the album that got me into Mersbau, um, all things considered. And, uh, you know, similarly, just a ton of, like, you know, droning noise. Um, it, it gets a little more um, varied in this in this album. Uh, it's still, like, I think it's, like, around half an hour, so it's not like it's, you know, never-ending in a way. Um, yeah, it was... I, I didn't really listen to it a ton, which again is why it's not, you know, higher. Um, next up is uh, Piran's uh, Abscess Time. Mm. Um, this was a tough one. I almost included this in my top ten. Uh, but I think I had to take it out just, just because um, it it's, it's a great album, but it's one of those albums that I think is, like, more situational than anything. Like, it's not something that I will just you know look for and just toss on uh it's it's like you you, you gotta really want it and uh I, I i still can't get around uh apple music's description of uh mother of virtues i know was it mother of virtues i think it was no it was what, what passes for survival that they they called pure on um death metal for dadaists and i'm like yep that's that that's a very good that's very apt oh, that's um awesome. yeah and so like but you know it's it's chaotic as fuck and you know it is just some nasty nasty metal uh and i love it but it's not something that i can really put on all the time yeah, frankly even though even though i think it's still really good yeah um next up is uh dan terminus's uh last call for all passengers oh, cool. uh, i actually this thing wasn't even on my radar this year until i think i don't, can't remember when i saw it um must have been like a metacritic um but yeah, I uh, so Dan Terminus came out with uh, I think his debut back in like 2016, 2015, uh, called uh, Wrath of Code, and like that album, like almost single handedly, 
got me into Synthwave. And uh, he followed it up with an album that I wasn't too big on. But then he came out with this, and uh, it really took me back into Synthwave and really got me interested in it again. So, right. uh, you know, deserves some shout-outs. It's a fun listen. It takes, uh, you know, he... I mean, the thing is, like, if you listen to a Synthwave album, you've listened to every Synthwave album, in, in a way. Um, but, yeah, like, but, but you know, Dan does a really good job of, of, you know, sort of varying things, you know, keeping things interesting throughout the album. Um, yeah. And then, finally, uh, All Thoughts Fly by Anna Von Housewolf. Uh, this oh, was cool. kind of like a last-minute edition because I, I, kind, I kind of forgot about... <laughs> this album uh, which sounds really shitty of me uh but it's more just like I, I i i tend to like once we once we review an album i tend to kind of forget about it unless it's like really gotten a hold of me yeah um so you know i i, I thought this was a beautiful album it's just you know i i just didn't give it a ton of time after we reviewed it mm-hmm. uh but it's still a great in, uh album it's definitely an interesting album for you know 2020 just in terms of like you know look we have an all organ album you know which is just so rare especially just given how popular uh you know Anna Von Housewolf's last album uh, I think it was called Dead Magic was was with uh like the indie community at large mm-hmm. so yeah uh all great albums awesome yeah <laughs> that's a and I totally get what you mean about um and I think it, it, it's not because we're necessarily like sick of yeah no it's, review, it's, it's not that at all it, it, it's just like i just we spent a lot of time but, listening to them so yeah exactly like, and, and like i'm I've, I've said before i'm a very impatient person when it comes to music like i you know i, I really like to vary things up you know i will listen to like a paula abdul album and then follow it up with like some death metal so yeah it's uh, totally the just, same way yeah um yeah so all right i I guess it's time for these top tens. We're here. So um, you want to go first? And so, you know, for everybody else, um, we're, we're basically just swapping in between SB Countdown to number one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, this this artist has, has quickly, you know, become one of my favorites. And despite the fact this is not, um, not one of my favorite installments in their disc- discography, I just, I love their approach to folk and, and songcraft and lyricism and I just I can't deny how much I listened to it how much I enjoyed it um, even if it's not one of my favorites of theirs it's still one of my favorites of the year one of my most listened albums of the year uh, didn't rank higher for those reasons but I, I could not include it on this list and that is uh, Getting Into Knives by Mountain Goats uh, again it just they this is they've quickly and easily become one of my all-time favorite bands just I really love John Darnielle's lyricism. I love how uh, kind of mapping the evolution of their career from you know the early days of uh, John just recording like him a tape deck and an acoustic guitar to kind of you know fully arranged folk um, and uh, I think in some ways I can admit this is a, a bit of a um, you know a bit of a obvious pick <laughs> a bit of an obvious pick but also i i don't want to say legacy pick because obviously i picked this on its own merits I, I i i get what you mean though because like i i honestly didn't think that this would show up in your top 10 
I, yeah. I thought it would be in your honorable mentions. But the, the more I waited, the more... And, and I wonder if, if I had really dug into Mountain Goats like I have this year. Like last year, I included um, In League with Dragons on my top 50 list, but not super high just because you know, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and I would kind of say the same thing about this as I did with Getting into Knives. Although I, I think I might appreciate Getting into Knives more. Um, but I think just... My, as my appreciation of the mountain goats grew and I, I just I invested more time and energy into appreciating and collecting their music um, I think that helped it rise in the ranks but still there are some awesome songs on this uh, they recorded it in Memphis right before the you know COVID hit so in that way I kind of appreciated that it wasn't like nothing about the album was you know tinted by or yeah. tinted by COVID like, there, was no, there was no part of the writing process that like COVID came into mind they just generally wrote a really fun and like it, it I, I can't tell you like a really fun fast loose album like there's just there's great like they definitely lean more into the folk rock end of their sounds on, on this album there's some great uh, horn arrangements and string arrangements and it's just it, it is a great album you know even, even if it's not one of my favorite mountain goats album like i said it's still one of my favorite albums of the year that i've, I've heard interesting yeah yeah no i i um i still really should listen to at least one Mountain Goats album at some point. Um, it probably will not be this one, but <laughs> no, I would say Sunset Tree or Tallahassee easily. I, I was I was actually thinking Tallahassee. Tallahassee is um, a good. Uh, that's uh, that might yeah. be that. That's honestly in the rank for my favorite album of all time. It's just it, it's just really. So, I've listened to it so many times since I first bought it, and I, I um, yeah, it's just it's so it's so interesting, it's so good. I don't I don't know if you'll honestly like I, I'm. I'm I, 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 I don't think I'm going to enjoy it, yeah. to be honest, but I really want to just give it a try. That's why, like, in all honesty, I've considered it for an album dare, and I was like, I don't really want to, like, well, vo- I, want to, I don't want to vocally know keep, that... You- keep it in mind for next year, but we'll, we'll, we'll do something like that. Yeah. I don't, it, it'll I'm be just, fun. I'm afraid that you're like, yeah, I hated this, and I'll be like, oh, it's my... It's, my, it's, like, <laughs> it's like... Like, I just, I do my little diet, like, or my little rant. Like, hey, this is one of my favorite albums of all time. Like, that's great. Uh, this fucking sucks, actually. <laughs> just like how I did that with the specials this year. Oh, but like that, <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have the same kind of emotional connection. And I, I, I expected you to, like, well, I mean, I guess I expected you yeah. to. Uh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's my, so, that's number 10. So we're, we're right. off and running. Nice. So, um, my top 10 is from uh one of the more up-and-coming bands in uh avant-garde metal right now uh i was actually surprised uh, about how much i love this it's uh alphaville by imperial triumphant nice um yeah i so i i actually this year uh, and actually unlike most episodes that we do i actually wrote notes about every album in this list nice so i know i i isn't it nice being like professional yeah I, I it, like I I feel just so special right now. Um, <laughs> I feel so confident. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wrote down just like basically, um, you know, th- th- there's a lot of unexpected parts in it. In like, uh, you know, I I th- that barbershop quartet moment uh, sticks in my mind probably the most. Um, but there's a lot of just solid grooves going on, and you know, they the the the. Mm, gotta get my speech center you know working um <laughs> the songwriting is just so solid in this album that you know it it, it really like it, it, it's almost like like if, if Piran like you know kind of took some downers almost mm. <laughs> in, in that there, there's still like that chaotic side 
to you know to things in an Imperial Triumphant album, but like it's very it's it's much more subdued than it would be on like a Puran album, um, you know. And it, but but it's definitely its own thing. Like it's it's a just really interesting uh, album that I I you know I plan on actually buying everything uh, on my top ten uh, at some point, uh, probably within like the next few months. Because I, I think that, that that's the thing I want to do now. Actually, is is buy all my top ten stuff from now on. Um, but yeah, it's it's just full of a lot of really interesting surprises that you know you wouldn't expect from an avant-garde metal album, and it works really well. And uh, also one of the best album covers of the year, just by far. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Done by uh, his, his name is uh, Zvignu uh, Bielak. I, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm just I'm I cannot apologize enough. But uh, beautiful album cover. They actually sell a full version of it on uh, BLX website, mm-hmm. uh, which I highly suggest people go check that out because I I actually am thinking about buying it just because it was just like it was, it's funny. Uh, I actually didn't listen to it uh, until I saw the album cover. Strangely enough. Um, and then when I start, I'm like, oh my god, I need to listen to this album now, just so I can, I can like, buy this poster and not feel like a tool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, I've, yeah. Uh, great, great album. Uh, it actually landed right outside my top fifteen. Uh, I'm still kind of deciding on ordering. I, I think the reason it didn't rank higher, like, I think it's a phenomenal album. Um, it it kind of gave me. It just it felt like via luxury but improved. I feel like I didn't get a lot of new stuff, but I got exactly what I wanted. Um, also, I mean, this is a superficial. I'm not going to pretend, but like I, I I thought the two covers on the end. I didn't like that those were included like as part of the album, and I thought they were just kind of. There were covers at the end. Yeah, they, they, there was a um, like, I don't know, I forget what experiment. Actually, ironically, have it up on on Apple Music. Happy Home is a uh, um. I think a Descendants cover. Oh, you see, I I'm trying to remember. It's it, like again, I don't really listen to all of the, it's. It's not like all of these albums were like constantly spinning. Yeah, for me, so I, I don't really remember the exact details. Again, looking like a major tool, I love it. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't play. No, this was this is definitely one of my favorite metal albums. I, I think it's just like I, like. Do you remember? Um, uh, it was it was full of hell in the body. They did like that Leonard Cohen cover. Oh yeah, and, and it was just like, how the hell would you even know that was a Leonard Cohen cover? Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's part of the allure, I suppose. Is like, yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, I, I I mean, see, I I just I, I just remember my favorite moment of the album, which is just them screaming just Alpha Field, <laughs> which is I I actually really need to watch the movie Alphaville again now because. Um, I don't know. It, it, they've just got it in my head. So interesting movie. Also, just shout out. But yeah. All right. So you're number nine. Uh, number nine, and I just have one one question for you. Uh, what do you think of uh, vanilla ice cream? <laughs> really? You, yeah, I was gonna say. I I, I actually I, I I totally forgot about how into this album you were. It's it's just such a fun album. It's uh, Tame Impala, the Slow Rush. Uh, they really have not clicked with me before. I thought um, I think Currents was the name. It was their yeah. first because they, before they were kind of just a 
like neo psychedelic rock animal collective ripoff kind of yeah i mean essentially and then currents they really went synth pop and i just i did not i did not get it the same way other people did i thought um i mean the most important part of synth pop is that your music is like catchy and memorable and i just i didn't find that the case with currents i thought they had some good ideas but just it didn't have a lot of staying power and something about this they just kind of ditched the i mean there's still some psychedelic elements but they ditched trying to be like they, i think that they were trying to straddle both and like they wanted to be a synth pop band but they wanted to keep the neo psych now they just kind of add some psychedelic elements but they truly are embracing synth pop on on the slow rush and it's there's just a lot of great songs i mean i think uh lost in yesterday one of the lead singles from this is one of my favorite songs of the year it's just is it amazing bass groove they definitely you know leaned into a lot of uh a lot of things that that i love about synth pop but it just feels very tame and Paula. like you know what i've liked before it's actually clicking now um and i, I again like i said with how i kind of analyze my list i couldn't deny how much i listened to this and part of that mm. is because lauren and i like it equally you know lauren and i are you know big big fans of this album and a lot of the songs on it so i, I couldn't you know you know I, I couldn't deny how much i listened to it how much i enjoyed it even though mm. again it, it's very uh it, it kind of delivers uh a simple and enjoyable very unoffensive or inoffensive palette but it, it's it's just it's such a nice such a nice listen so pleasant I- I wish I had more to say. I've just, I don't think I've ever listened to a Tame Impala album. Um, and I honestly don't have much of an interest yeah. in doing so. Um, in it, all fairness. <laughs> it's, it's definitely, uh, but actually, and I don't know if this is, we'll get there, so no spoilers. But uh, um, this is where I'm talking about where this one is definitely more acclaimed than the other pop album i included in this list but i just i enjoy the other well, one more if, if so. that other pop album is the one i'm thinking of um i think a lot of people have snubbed it hint hint Interesting. Um, oh, I grammys if we agree um we'll, <laughs> anyway we'll get there in any case yeah. what's your number nine yeah my number nine is uh the new dizzy rascal album nice. e3 af and uh, this was, like, the first time I listened to this, I knew it was going to be somewhere uh, in this list, whether it was honorable mentions or actually in the list. And, uh, yeah, I honestly, this, like, I really haven't caught up with Dizzy Rascal a ton. Um, I think he put out, like, an EP, I think, last year or the year before. Uh, that was pretty fun. But uh, I've heard, you know, that a lot of his later output, you know, after Boy in the Corner... Uh, kind of took a nosedive as he tried to like sort of incorporate more pop into his stuff but damn like this is a really good synthesis of like grime and like a lot of like pop sensibility to it um you know and just throughout it all god damn dude dude like i mean dizzy and like every guest that he has just lays down some like some really really nice rhymes like super fast uh, you know, and just kind of, it, it, everything has like this, you know, it feels like it's like dancing on a razor's edge kind of, um, and it, God knows is just like one of the hardest, like, you know, uh, sort of, you know, beginning tracks of an album that I've heard all year, uh, you know, yeah, just freaking great. Um, I think my only, uh, issue with it is that, at times, um, it feels like Dizzy kind of 
reuses uh, sort of rhyme structures a little bit, or like you know he'll he'll keep to a single structure throughout an entire song, uh, mm-hmm. which can get a little old sometimes. But you know uh, he tempers a lot of it with like some really great production, and even the more popular tracks, you know, have this really nice catchiness to them, uh, and it, it none of it feels like really out of place for him too. Um, so yeah, just. It, total surprise of an album for me because i mean i just wasn't even expecting it so yeah nice that's great i i actually i think i I checked it out uh i thought it was really fun yeah Yeah, it's a really really and um, it's 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 a short listen overall too i mean it's just like you know he 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 really keeps it you know like uh pretty neat you know, the, 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 there's not a lot of, uh, you know, excess to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um, great. Well, All right. uh, segue, so, anyway. Uh, <laughs> number, number eight. Number, uh, there's, there's very little segue between Dizzy Rascal and this next artist. Uh, it's another one that Lauren and I listen to um, a lot together, and, and I just, it's one of my favorite folk albums of the year. Notice that I definitely embraced how much i enjoy folk i, I don't i don't know like just something about oh it. wait i i think i know what album this is yeah and I, I think part of it is like I've, I've kind of given more you know lyrics are still not the be all end all of how i enjoy album but i think i've just i've started embracing them more as like an added element that i might you know enjoy about music I, I, am i allowed to guess this or, or do you want to say it sure go ahead uh is it the new fleet foxes album no, it's not. Oh. Uh, it is the new Taylor Ashton album, The Romantic. Oh, okay. Um, we, I think I've told this story before, we had seen, we became really big uh, Lake Street Dive fans just because my, um, my friend Alexander, uh, this makes sense, stick with me. Uh, they, <laughs> they, they, I just was listening to one of their albums with him at one point, we were driving together, I was like, this is really cool. So we became big fans uh, we saw saw them in concert in Portsmouth. It was really fun. Um, and then the lead singer, she was doing a tour with one of her friends. They, they do kind of like a like blue eyed soul type stuff. Uh, and with her solo project, they do like a lot of like you know jazz standards basically, like, like just vocal jazz, like doo wop, doo wop stuff like that. And opening for them in was Taylor Ashton, and he just was such. He had a nice, quirky personality. It was the kind of indie folk you'd expect from, like, just, you know, typical... You'd find, like, a Spotify playlist or something like that. But there was just something different about it. Like, his lyrics were really clever. I mean, again, they were about love and relationships and stuff like that. But he just he had a way of writing that was very engaging and fun. And he had really, really uh, great, you know... I guess I'll say wordplay. Like, some of his... Uh, um, you know, he just would. He was just very funny and very charming, and this album is is no exception. Just a really, really great debut. Um, I, we listened to it a ton, and we actually ended up seeing him at a different venue as a result. And it, that show was fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, again, one of those albums that I I, I just I had to include in my top ten just because of how much I listened to it, and I didn't feel bad about doing it because I I loved it. I, th- I think it's yeah. it one of my favorite folk albums of the year. That's awesome, dude. See, I like I I think that's like you know you don't need to worry about you know your album being like you know popular or you know the like 
some sort of you know culturally significant or like you know something that you know seems like it would fit with you in a way even though i i, I know you like a lot of folk mm-hmm. it's it's just like you know like you, you like what you like and uh you know it's just it's just nice to you know be cognizant of that exactly exactly yeah um so my number eight is uh a solo album solo debut of one of my favorite singers of one of my favorite bands and that's uh the new greg pucciato album uh, child soldier creative god yeah i um it you know it's definitely not the most cohesive album musically uh you know throughout its runtime you know you see greg going from like you know uh dillinger-esque type of you know just ferocious screaming and noise to like more of the synth pop stuff that he does on uh the black queen project Mm -hmm. um you know but throughout it all just you know you really get to see him as a performer uh and you just get to see him shine i mean he he always shines frankly um but you know you, you get to see a lot of different sides of what he can do and it's just uh you know it I just really enjoyed this thing. Um, and I think uh, the track uh, Temporary Object is probably my favorite track of the year, honestly. Oh, nice. uh, or at least up there. Uh, it's just like a really, really beautiful synth-pop track that has like this strange... Like the, the, the structure of it like on like a second-by-second second level is, is just really interesting for a synth-pop song. Um... Yeah, it's just really, just fucking great album. And I, I also I think it's worth pointing out that I think with, without Ben Weinman, um, you know, uh, sort of adding a lot of that, uh, you know, sort of chaotic nature to the to everything, you know, with those like odd time signatures and like all these changes throughout the song that you'd hear on a normal Dillinger uh, song. Like, you know, I think it gives with the lack of that kind of gives greg a little more power almost mm-hmm. and you really get to see him uh you know really flex a lot vocally yeah uh yeah just fucking love this album i totally and it really interesting album cover too yeah. um that, that was something we talked about in our reviews that i'd love i think you brought it up and it, it was like an aha moment where you know i totally agree is that um yeah i just felt like he had the room to have you know quite a bit more you know, obviously, he has an ama- amazing range, amazing singer, amazing performer. And mm. I felt like that shined through more. You know, I, th- I didn't enjoy it as much as you did. I, I thought maybe it could have been a bit more. You know, it could have flexed toward one side of his sound or the other. But you know, on a track by track level, this was uh, this was a nice surprise because I, I yeah I, 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 I like Dillinger. I'm not the biggest fan, so like I don't have the um like this kind of. I wasn't like following this. I actually didn't know it was coming out until. I saw that the big story that he decided to release it early because it was leaked, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't even know he was coming out with it." Um, yeah, it, it was. It, it's definitely, um, you know, when it comes to that cohesive, you know, nature of it, um, I probably would be in the same camp as you right now if it weren't for actually seeing uh, that, like, a little description on Apple Music uh, while I was listening to the album for our review, where he was just like, "Yeah, I, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for me," mm-hmm. in a way. And, uh, you know, I, I just feel like that context kind of, you know, helps a little bit, you know, in that, like, this definitely is more of, like, a collection of tracks, mm-hmm. but goddamn, is it a good collection of tracks? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <coughs> exactly. 
Um, yeah, so my number seven is also a metal album. Uh, it was one that I was very pleasantly surprised. It hit me as, as much as it did. And I think when, when I told you how much I loved it, you were surprised. Uh, it, and I've always liked this band, but it just, for whatever reason, this album took my admiration to the, for them to another level. And that it's the new Protest the Hero album, uh, Palimpsest. I thought I thought it was gonna be this. It's like it honestly, metalcore Iron Maiden. Like that's just that is as I was <laughs> like from the moment like the first time I listened to it, that just that like phrase stuck in my head, and I mean that. And hopefully, I mean I don't think that sounds like an insult, but like that, I mean that in the best way possible. It just it's everything I, I, I love about. I, I never thought about it like that. But yeah, that's just for, that idea immediately left. Like like I just I thought about like can I play with madness. Just like spliced with all the most anthemic. Seventh Son is such a good album. I know, but like like that song, like spliced with like the most anthemic protest the hero song. Like that's what this album feels like to me, and it's just mm. so, so good. It's like catchy but powerful, and it's heavy when it needs to be. Like I enjoy the hell out of this thing, and again, like I've always enjoyed protest the hero. Like I, I, uh, I think I own Kezia. Uh, I don't. I don't yeah. think I, I found any of their, um, like Fortress or or Skirless in. Um, like I've, I've looked for it here and there, but like this yeah. album, God damn, man, this is, this was such I, a, such a fun, such a fun ride. So spoiler, uh, that shows up later for my list. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'll just talk about it now, uh, rather than, you know, keep bringing it up. Uh, yeah, no, it's fucking great album. I, I adore this thing. And it's one of those things that like, uh, th- there will sometimes be times where I'm like, do I really like this thing? And like, I, man, I remember Rody Walker's vocals were like really rough. Uh, and then, so, but, but then I just put it on and I'm like, oh wait, this thing's like fucking genius. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> like, I, I, I will say yeah. I do like, I think the rawness in his voice, it just kind of makes me feel bad because I think honestly it kind of adds to, you know, the moments where you hear him straining, it adds to the power of what he's singing, but you feel bad. You're like, oh man, like that was that must hurt like that that sucks but like i don't yeah think, i don't think you it know, detracts from the album i just like i'm kind of like man i'm sorry that that's you know it's it's one of those things that i think when i first listened to the album it really like kind of disappointed me and like really yeah kind of bugged me in that way too but the more i keep listening to it the more i don't notice it mm-hmm. like you know that there's just like there's a lot of power behind it behind his voice and i think knowing that he's been struggling with vocal issues like to the point that like this album got delayed i think because of it uh, you know i think just says a lot for mm-hmm. the vocals on this album uh i also just you know for me it's like i i'm a massive protest the hero fan um it feels like they always get like a little better with each album and like th- this just like this is such a significant improvement and i mean that's saying a lot because i mean pacific myth like for the experiment that it was, was a really interesting EP. Like, you know, and it really well done. And, like, Volition before that, just super, like, like, they've really not made a bad album, in my opinion. So, like, just to see them, you know, going this high, especially, like, you know, without one of their founding members, is just really impressive. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I don't know why I keep coughing. I think just got a little, got a little frog in my throat. Yeah. So... Uh, where are we at? We, oh, we're at number seven. So my number seven is uh, I, I'm kind of cheating here. I'm, I'm using two albums, but you will see soon enough because uh, these albums sort of came out within like two weeks of each other. 
know exactly what it is. Yeah, exactly. It's the new uh, Ottecker albums, yeah. uh, Sign and Plus. I actually finally listened to Plus a few weeks ago, and like, yeah, like just I. So I, I'm just gonna go off my notes. Just that you know, like I think with with Sign, you have Ottecker kind of exploring a little more outside of what people expect of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, though it's it's not entirely uh, new territory for them. Uh, and I think a lot of people found the result a little mixed. Uh, and I, I personally enjoy it a lot. You know, it's just kind of like a different side of them. And uh, I, I just, I find everything they make to be, you know, just super interesting. Um, not always immediately accessible, but nonetheless interesting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when Plus came out, I wasn't sure, you know, you know I really wanted to listen to it. And I, when I finally did, like, it was impressive that they were able to just put both of these albums out this year and have them both be really good mm-hmm. um the track x4 specifically off of plus is like definitely up there with like one of my favorite Ottecker tracks like um i think it's what is, is it clipper off of uh tri repite um like it's probably like those two are are up there with like some of my favorite Ottecker tracks so um yeah i i really really like these things i it it boggles my mind like just consistently how Ottecker makes music but uh it's like yeah it, it, it it's just super fun to think about and it's just really enjoyable electronic music yeah absolutely i mean i, I think it'll um i think it'll rank relatively high up in my top 50 i think just because i definitely prefer plus to sign yeah, and, but I will say since our review, I've definitely sign has grown on me. Like I, I was a little bit down on, you know, on it when we first reviewed it. It's grown on me a, li- a little bit, and, and I think plus is, is fantastic. But yeah, I mean, speaking, I thought you were gonna make a joke that like it consistently surprises you how consistent they are because truly, like, there's never even though I had my um, reservations about sign, and I, th- I think it was just because um, after several releases of or a couple releases of them just um, basically making albums that were impenetrable just like so long and so like dense i was mm-hmm. looking forward to what i like first loved about them and just to have them release something that was like like a listenable yeah. length <laughs> yeah just really that was finally like okay i'm gonna listen to this and be, be like not what i expected which is, is unfair like that's totally unfair of me to do but i think that's just why it was tough for me to get into it but i mean yeah. they just they're just they're great they're such a great duo so, they, so they're one of those like groups that like i am really mad that i don't own more of their discography yeah. like i think uh, you know, I, I, I might honestly in the next few weeks just try to buy their entire discography on Discogs just because like, I, I mean, I've had like, you know, this is many years ago now, but just like, I, I've had times where I've just listened to every single Autecker album and I've just enjoyed every one. It, it's the, like what, what they do is so, you know, unique, even for like, you know, what, so, you know, I, I don't like the genre tag as much, but like IDM. Like, it's just, you know, you, you know exactly who you were listening to. And it's just really cool. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Um, All right, so we are on six now. So it's uh, a little bit different. Um, but uh, it's still in the electronic realm. And I did mention these guys last week. Uh, it, it was funny because I, I, 
discovered them, and I won't retell the origin story. You can listen to our discoveries episode, but uh, I, I found it earlier this year, and their date, their their last album, and I was like, man, I really hope. Oh, they, yeah, I really okay. hope they release a new album this year. Lo and behold, they did, and it is. This is the example I was talking about, where it's a pop record that is less acclaimed than oh, Tame okay. Impala, but like I, I just I can't deny how much I listened to it. Loved it. It's a new video age album, Pleasure Line. Uh, this is just I just love how they do like an 80s retro vibe and they do a lot of throwback elements uh, of, of that sound but they do it in a way that's just so fun and playful and it, it it's just it's such a oh like I feel but like some Aerostar is is like I, I it, it could be the song of the year I in in my mind it's it's so good and or I feel like very so, up there sometimes when people uh Sometimes people say, like, oh, like, it's just a fun album that's kind of a cop-out. Like, yeah, like, you know, I know it's not great, but it's fun. Like, no, like, this, they make synth-pop that is is fun with, with purpose. It's well-written. It has, you know, it's great. Um, I don't know. Like, it, I, I just, I, I feel like they're the kind of synth-pop artists where I, w- I would love to, like, sit down and, like, hang out with them. They just seem like such a, like, a, a oh, cool, yeah. cool, fun group of people. They have, you know, great personality, and it helps that... <laughs> And, and this is one of those instances where I actually appreciate lead singles because they released uh, Shadow on the Wall like before they even announced the album. They just released it as a standalone single. And once it came on, I was like, this better fucking be on the new album because this, <laughs> this slaps. Like I was like, man, I'm, I'm so glad. And it's great because they built on um, they, their debut, which I don't know why their sophomore album is escaping me, but they built on their previous album in a way that like it, it didn't feel like they were rehashing the same ideas but it very much kept the spirit of what i loved about them in the first place which is hard to do i think you know a lot mm. of artists will either you know rehash what they've done before or they'll just do something completely different and i felt like they, they really split the middle on that and god love this album so much yeah i i i i wish i felt the same way i i was kind of disappointed by it um you know, I was kind of hoping for a couple more Aerostar-like yeah. tracks, because, uh, like, I fucking love that song. Yeah. Like, and I, I didn't expect to like that song. Like, like that, that's definitely, like, one of the growers for me. Too. Yeah, like, I really was. Yeah. I just shared it with you, because I was like, oh, maybe he'll, maybe you'll like it, and, and, yeah. I mean, but part of it was that when you sent it to me, like, around that time, I was uh, basically responsible for keeping the house clean. So, like, that was what I would listen to. <laughs> during it and mm-hmm. it just made like the act of cleaning a house much less depressing <laughs> i i feel like that song can make pretty much anything less depressing oh yeah no no um, it, it, it it's such a happy fun song and the video is is just hilarious yeah just just like they, they're all just kind of driving around in their, <laughs> in their van yeah and, and i will yeah. say i had a similar because their previous <coughs> album which is actually really bothering me i can't remember the name of it but um the previous album was very much like every song was along the same. Like it very it kept a similar vibe throughout. And mm. at first, Pleasure Line threw me off because it is a lot like a lot more varied than their previous album. But I kind of like that after a while. Like I totally see where you're coming from. But to me, I kind of like that it was a little bit. They kind of flex their muscles in a few different directions, especially yeah, I, in their previous album. But I, I get what you're saying. None of it's bad. I yeah. you know it's just more like. Um... You know, I, I think my own expectations kind of blew it in a way. Um, yeah. 
No, yeah. I, I totally get like there's uh, Jamie XX that album he released in color. Uh, mm. One of the lead singles was uh, Good Times. It's this really really fun track he released with Young Thug, and it was like it was so cool and so fun and so ridiculous because Young Thug's lyrics are always silly. And yeah. there's really no song on the album that even really sounds close to that song. So definitely it took, at least for me, a few listens to get into the album because yeah. no no song came close to what I was looking forward to. That's, that's, that's funny because I came into that album not knowing really anything about it, uh, you know, except that, you know, Jamie XX was part of the XX. Yeah. You know, so I, 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 I that is a great album too. Yeah. Um, Awesome. We're, so we're at, yeah. we're at six, right? Real quick note, remember on yeah. our CD Buys episode, I bought all three XX albums? Yeah. Um, so I remembered why I haven't bought them sooner, except their latest one where it's a lot better than their first two, and miraculously, Jamie XX is more involved like in production. So, you know, coincidence? I think not. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, this is a big digression. We're on number six. Yeah. Uh, so wait, I um, you already did your six, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, video yeah. Rage was number okay. six. So that's my my six. Okay, so this album is uh, one of those like I mean I, I feel like I I really want I really should have listened to all of these more throughout the year, but this one in particular really kind of hurts in the way that I felt like I didn't give it the time it deserved. Uh, just because every time I've put it on, it's been just incredible listen to like it just blows my mind every single time i listen to it and it's uh the new uh oransi pazuzu album uh i'm just gonna say this album uh title once it's uh mestar and kinsey uh i did it yay um (laughs) yeah so i uh you know i i they've always been like one of those bands that's, that's kind of like been on my radar because you know they always do this interesting like psychedelic kind of avant garde black metal sort of thing and they they really they go so deep into it this year and in, into this album uh and it, there's just like this great production throughout this thing like there's some really cool synth tones and synth lines that they throw in there's a lot of uh you know just a lot of these bells and whistles that i think on another album would maybe seem kind of garish and like unnecessary but they really do a great job of making like everything count in this album and uh yeah just yeah i freaking love it uh now that i'm thinking about it this is kind of like the album this is kind of what i wanted uh blood us nord's hallucinogen to be almost oh, that's that's actually a really good point yeah uh but but i i feel like that that takes away from from oranzi pazuzu because like they're a very good band in their own right and they have their own sound and they yeah. do it very well um, and this is actually one of those albums that like I just can't wait to own just because it's just so like I swear every time I put it on it, it's it's like it's an experience really yeah um, yeah oh that, that's such a good point because yeah I actually I, I really ended up enjoying hallucinogen um, but it, it definitely was not it's one of those not as build but still you know I still enjoyable albums but yeah, yeah. I, I mean I think um, this is one of those instances where I think people get themselves like I've seen some comments from a few different groups I'm in where people were thrown off because they approached it as like a pure black metal album or like like uh, I forget the exact comments but it, it, it was weird to me because I think the fact that they blend psych, you know, psychedelic elements and black metal so well is, is, is a selling point like I, th- mm. I think this, this album and uh 
particularly the last it was kind of like blue with a moon on it and it was like yeah i don't i don't remember It, it a lot of their album titles are just you know almost incomprehensible by dumb westerners yeah I, so. think, I think they're finnish if i either way it's not a language i speak but yeah i mean they, they're they're a lot of times it's a little it can be gimmicky when when metal bands try to blend with other genres but i think their yeah. blend of psychedelic elements with black metal is just so well done i mean i, I mean I, I'm, I'm i'm glad they click with you because i think they're such a such a cool band yeah, they, they, I mean, like I said, they, they've always been a band that I've always been aware of, and like they, that album that you're talking about, like I've listened to that, and I really like that album. But I've just like you know, and when I saw this, I was like really psyched to listen to it, and I just had no idea how psyched I was. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Uh, all right, so ne- down to number five. We're halfway through, Aww. and we're an hour in. Yeah. So long I, uh, episode, but it's cool. The fact this is at five and not at already album of the decade is probably gonna. You know, I probably would get in trouble with the Pitchfork crowd, but you know, all the albums in my top five are amazing. This album is no exception. I I love it. I think it's fantastic. I love I've loved this artist for a while. Uh, I don't quite love it as much as some reviewers who may or may not have said that no music has sounded quite like this, which is, <laughs> is just an incorrect statement. But that's fine. Uh, Fetch the Bull Cutters by Fiona Apple. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I love this album a lot. I love the fact that she um, dipped her toes in slightly more experimental waters or just rather pushed herself a little bit more, uh, but still very much kept what everyone loves about Fiona Apple. Um, I don't want to say... I don't want to say the discourse around the album tainted it for me, but I feel like it kind of did. I think yeah. like, once I read no like literally Pitchfork wrote a review where they said no music has ever sounded like this. That's fucking that's just not true. And then why do you like it's one of those things like why do you need to say that? Like is that who is that for? Uh, I don't know. Like it just I think it's kind of how like self conscious Kanye fans probably feel where like they really like his music but just the way people talk about their music they're like ooh like I'm I'm associated yeah. with these people. But like I can't. I, I, I mean, Pitchfork is is basically millennial Rolling Stone. Yeah, so, so they especially you know. their their newest list, which yeah. that's a, you know, it's a conversation for another day. But yeah, yeah, I mean, so many songs on this. Like I love, um, <coughs> um, you know, I want you to love me. But then the way that that rolls into that, oh, like I knew this was going to be in my top, you know, at least top ten as soon as the piano line open shamika i was just like that's vintage that's what i love about fiona apple is that she just is right in your face i loved and i think just because of covid this is the way i know this contradicts what i said earlier but i kind of liked the theme of like fetch the bolt cutters i've been in, in here too long and i know that she wrote these songs over a long period so it may, may have been more general and not covid focused but like there were points during quarantine where i was like yeah, that's the fucking. I'm, I I I need to get out of here. I need I need out of yeah. this situation. And I think it just that resonated with me, and just the fact that this was Fiona Apple just doing Fiona Apple things, and it's kind of hard to deny that. I've just I've been such I, a huge fan for so long. So I really need like is that like I listened. I tried to listen to this thing once this year, and uh, I couldn't make it through the listen. Um, just it it just really hit me the wrong way. Um, I I think it was just kind of like those experimental parts. Uh, I, I I really do want to give another listen at a point at some point, but like it, it I think it's going to be kind of tough going just given 
how like people you know like you said just kind of like the discourse around this album is is just it definitely uh cast a certain light on it that uh i'm not sure it will step out of for me no and it's it's, so. it's tough you know you're, you're like oh well you can't let the contact but like i don't know it's kind of hard when you know you're because when you talk about it online like how you love that album like i feel like the, again like kanye I bring up Kanye so much for someone that like, yeah, like, he's just he's such a great example of like toxic fan like he just is such a perfect example of toxic fan culture is that or or just toxic people or just, yeah talk toxicity in general but like when you say you're a Kanye fan like that automatically just because of how like how much of a big personality he is and how much of the like um, but it, I feel like it's weird because like I feel like Fiona Apple isn't really like like I don't think she specifically. Like, I think she's just an artist. Like she doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't really even talk well, in public at all that much. But I yeah, think no, it's it, 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 people... it's definitely not. It's it's not her. It's it's the people exactly. you know who are jacking off around this thing. Exactly. No, like you're you're totally right. Is it? It's it's. I think it's a little bit different because with her, like she just you know periodically surfaces, releases an album that people love, and then she's like, okay, take care, I'll be back, and then that's <laughs> it. Whereas whereas Kanye is like, hey, I'm like actually gonna run for president, and it's like, are you though? Is this? Are we really doing this right now? So, yeah. In any case, that's number five. All right. Well, so my number five is uh, Palimpsest by Protest the Hero. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, already talked about it. So, um, yeah, just fucking love it. Uh, so let's go to your number four. Wow. All right. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so this was the instance where there are two hip hop albums in my top four, and this one was the less acclaimed of the two which i think is is really unfortunate because i love this album but oh i think can i guess this one i'm curious it, it, if, if you uh unlocked by kenny beats and denzel curry no no it's oh. not actually um uh, the, both the hip-hop albums are like on the conscious end of the spectrum you know they both had something to say about different issues going on in our culture but i, I felt like the other one that we'll talk about later it just not only was it a bit more it had more like it felt more like a 2020 album but it just it also i feel like it had more immediacy but this one i, I really wish i had seen more people talk about it because one of my friends built it as uh she had a lot of kendrick lamar vibes but also could kind of bring some neo soul and like you know alternative r&b to the table sold and once i listened to it sold even more and it is uh Sarak, the sharecropper's daughter um just i don't think i've heard of this actually uh, but yeah like out of nowhere uh one, one of my friends recommended it i listened to it and i was like how have i not heard about this anymore what, what i love there's a lot i could say about this album i love that she's a fantastic rapper the beats are just great um like kind of good good kid mad city like the like the soulful r&b laced beats uh, she definitely her delivery is like kind of Kendrick's mid, like kind of normal. You know, he does like the high pitched, yeah, but like like Matt, like his more normal range. He, like yeah. she kind of sounds like him. His delivery is similar to him. Really, really great. What I love about her is she brings up a lot. Like she'll reference a lot or talk about kind of the difficulties of you know being a woman in in society in general, but also specifically like being a woman in the rap game. Obviously, that hasn't always been easy uh, and even still like you don't have I, I don't think it's ever been easy <laughs> yeah but i'm saying but even now like the women that break through um usually they have to be a bit more on the pop end of the spectrum to be taken seriously um but i like that Sirac 
she raps about it from a place of strength. Like, she always, her lyrics are like, you know, it's tough for a woman to break through and I'm about to drop a verse that's going to prove why they're wrong. And just, like, there's so many genuinely great verses in here and just so many great rhymes that a lot of times you forget. Because, I mean, even still in 2020, it's weird to hear, like, you just don't hear many women get, you know, a chance like this. You don't hear many women, like, break through and they're always, you know, it's, um, it's just not that common. And after a while, you forget that you're listening to something a little bit out of the ordinary for hip hop. Like she just is a fantastic lyricist, um, you know, has some, you know, some things to say about society, has some conscious, you know, conscious bars, but it's just ultimately at the end of the day, worried about making great lyrics and making great, you know, great songs. I, I, I love the hell out of this album. I, I was pretty sad that to see that it's, it's basically been, you know, just not slept on. Yeah, just not on anyone's radar, and I don't get why because it's so. Again, I feel like if someone like Kendrick is popular, I don't get like at least you know even forgetting the lyrics themselves from a pure sonic perspective. Like this just has the sound of the type of hip hop that people would like these days. The beats are, you know, the perfect blend of of you know like like soul samples and jazz samples with like modern R and B neo soul sensibilities, and her flow is just really slick so i don't i don't know but you know in any case huh. easily one of my favorites of the of the year i see this is like my this is actually probably my favorite part of these lists is like you just come up with these like you just drop these names i've like never heard of yeah. and like but but i think more importantly that like you just haven't talked about any of these some of these albums like at all this year and like i i just love those kind those yeah. surprises Absolutely. in a way Absolutely. Um, unlike that, though, my four, uh, my number four is very obvious, and it's uh, the new Perfume Genius album, uh, "Set My Heart on Fire Immediately." And uh, I mean, I I think this is really like the first time I've really like consciously listened to a Perfume Genius album because I think my last one was uh, "What Put Your Back Into It," mm-hmm. if I remember right, because because you made me listen to it in a very very early incarnation of this podcast. Uh, and I, I think I was just kind of meh on it. Uh, and I, I think you recommended this, uh, if I remember right, when we were doing our re- like monthly reviews. And uh, I wasn't expecting a ton. And I was so blown away by this thing, just on like so many levels. Um, you know, I, I think first off, just the songwriting. Like, I love how Mike Hadris kind of like, he, he always zigs where I think he'll zag in a way. You know, and I, and the strange thing is, like, I, even though I've listened to this thing, like, you know, a ton of times this year, I mean, I, I, I bought it, I own it. Um, you know, I, I, I still never expect those, those little twists that he does, uh, to sort of come in where they come in. And so it's just like, it's one of those, like, like every time I listen to it, I'm just still blown away by it. Um, you know, and uh, there, there's just a couple of tracks on on these that like I love. Like, um, oh, I can't remember its name now, but you know, um, oh fuck, it's gonna kill me. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna look it up. Um, oh, it's gonna. <laughs> this pisses me off so much. Uh, let's see, set my heart on fire. Uh, oh, it's Jason. Is. I, <laughs> Uh, the song Jason is is great, but also uh, your body changes everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, both of those are just like some of my favorite tracks of the year. 
uh, yeah, it was just really beautiful. I mean, I think from a production side, I really liked how Mike Adrius kind of juxtaposed a lot of these, like, you know, he would take, like, you know, these harsh, noisy kind of soundscapes and, like, or, like, really distorted guitar and then, like, meld it with, like, something really lush. Uh, and, I like, I love that contrast. Like, it really brings out the best of, like, what both those sounds have to offer. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, just really, really love this album. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, I will kind of like I said in my review, uh, I wish I liked it more as a longtime Perfume Genius fan. But I'm really happy that you like that was a really pleasant surprise like i yeah I, oh for, for me too dude <laughs> yeah i mean i expected you to i mean I, honestly i did expect you to you know at least think it was okay but then when you came to the table and really loved as much as you did i was like that's great that's awesome i mean that's yeah. one of my favorite things that happens when we review stuff and you know one of us recommends something and the other person ends up really really enjoying it so i'm really glad exactly you did. that's awesome especially Thanks. number uh number four that's that's fantastic uh, yeah, I mean, I, frankly, it would have been higher, but I mean, there are there are three other albums that I loved very much more. Yeah, sadly, in a way, but but also not sadly. <laughs> yeah, no, I I totally feel you. And speaking of albums ranking higher, segues. Um, my number three album has already been mentioned, and uh, I I I think it was interesting. I don't know if. Like, just out of the context of making my list, I would have put it this high. But the more, when I sat down and really looked at my top albums, I was like, you know what? This feels right. Uh, This is, I think, this band going in, they're doing a lot of, or pretty much everything that I love about their sound up till now, but then going in slightly different directions and just making um, the perfect, grimy, disgusting version of themselves and it has to be pure on abscess time oh um, i just I, I yeah i just as much as i love the more um the faster more aggressive side of their sound they had on their earlier albums and obviously there's moments like that on, the, on abscess time but just the the sludginess and the just how it, it just felt it felt so pure on it felt so yeah um, it, it, intense. it's a fucking great album dude <laughs> and it, it's it's something that like it it definitely like 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 you said. It, it's an intense listen, and every time I listen to it, you felt. Um, I was about to say you feel the length, but then I that was kind of a that's what you said <laughs> softball. But I I, I mean we, we can, it, it's already been said. I know, but so. like if you feel like you felt like oh this is a long, but like I still I didn't feel worn out by the end. Like yeah, I, I, or I, I didn't feel worn out like oh man I I don't want to listen to this anymore. But just at the end of each listen, I was like man that was a. That was a, an intense listen, and I, I loved every minute of it. I loved that um, there were a lot of moments that really reminded me of, uh, like, the more freewheeling, experimental rock side of Black Flag. Like, there's one track in the middle in particular, the one where it's, uh, um, there's, like, spoken word. Oh, yeah. is it the one, like, and they punch the clock again. Yeah, exactly. The, the, like, the yeah. Gonna, it truly does feel like, uh, like, uh, what... Yeah, I'm it's today. it's so funny you bring up that track because that's the exact track I was thinking of all while you were talking about this album. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just it th- that moments like that in the album, I'm just like, man, I, I I'm 
I'm so impressed with what they've they've done, and maybe just want to listen to their music more. I'm I'm just yeah, big big fan of this album. You know, uh, and semi spoiler alert, uh, my favorite metal album of the year because oh wow, it is the last metal album that we're going to be talking about with my top two. So oh well, it's funny you say that because uh, this next one I uh, here's the thing is I don't really know if it counts as a metal album, but. Uh, it's definitely the most extreme release, like that's the highest up okay. on this thing, and it is uh, Eons by Neptunium Maximalism. Ooh, nice. Yeah, uh, this was an album that I did not expect to like so much. I mean, it's like over two hours long. It's uh, on the CD. It's three discs long, uh, and the entire thing is like this avant-garde jazz concept album about like. I don't know, like the Earth being like humans destroying the Earth, and then like intelligent, super big elephants taking over. Um, it, it, it's it, it's a ride, dude. Uh, but you know, I I want to bring that up because it's it's not it's not quite like avant jazz, but it's not quite like metal. You know, it's somewhere so in between the two, and yet neither of them. Uh, you've even got like you know that there's some parts on the third disc that are really heavy like laden with um like sitar you know so it, it has like this kind of like psychedelic vibe to it as well you know it but it's like on paper like it it, it sounds cool but it also kind of sounds like unwieldy but like from the very start of this album it like fucking grabs you and just throws you through like you know they, they they have like these excellent rhythm sections that it actually starts off the album and it just it gets so catchy and like grooving and it just like the those two hours just like slip by like you don't even know what to, what's happened almost and uh i mean i i just i fucking love this album and the album cover is i mean i i guess if we're going off of the you know numbering it's probably the best album cover of the year like by far uh you know just one of the most demonic looking things i've ever seen uh i mean it's, it's based off of like uh like tibetan buddhism uh like off of like the wrathful deities from from that particular uh culture mm-hmm. so uh yeah super great uh i i cannot recommend this thing enough i i think that like you know it's one of those things like if you if, if any of that sounds cool to you just try it because it is just like you will be very surprised by it yeah i i mean yeah. I, I i thought the, the kind of the length and, and the scope of it um it sounded daunting at first and i checked out off of your recommendation and it's a really really cool album i i i enjoyed it a lot um mm. and again like you said like that um just the the concept and, and the, the cover art and just everything about it comes together to be a really really interesting interesting project um yeah i mean i, I definitely think you know even if you only listen to it once uh, it's definitely worth yeah checking out absolutely like it, it, it's it's surprising on how you know uh just consistently interesting it is like it's not like there are any lulls and it, it, it it's like listening to a swans album in that like you are being you know uh your attention is being grabbed at you know throughout the entire span of time yeah Uh, absolutely yeah all right number two 
So my top two albums, once I looked at my list for a while, uh, it just it kind of fell into place. So one is... Wait, wait, are you, you're, you're doing both of these at once? No, I'm, I'm just kind of like setting up the... Oh, so, oh okay. All so right. one of them is more about like kind of... Because, again, I, I compared my own enjoyment to what like what I'll remember about 2020. One of them is more about the pandemic, or at least more fits into the context of the pandemic. One fits more into the context of, you know, kind of the, the protests and political unrest we had. And that is number two. And I just feel like every time this duo releases a new album, it's it still feels weird to me that they're not only collaborating, but have become arguably the most oh. the most like celebrated rap duo because when you look at their careers up to this point like i remember when it was first announced you're like wait a second what yeah like, like, it was like they don't belong together but this is i think they've just gotten better and better with age and every i've enjoyed every release more than the last and this is definitely the pinnacle of their career thus far and that's uh, rtj4 run the jewels uh this is just uh, i thought the features were the best they've ever been you know, in their career so far, I thought that their lyrics were the best they've ever been. The the beats were, um, again, like you know, just, I, and I, I feel like, I feel like something they've they've hit into or like a where they've landed with their last two specifically, or rather where they landed with RT like the third album, but that they've fixed a little bit here is. Run the Jewels 3 didn't have a lot of like real banger highlight tracks, but it just was, I think it was more consistent throughout. It, was one of those, it didn't really have a dud, but it didn't have like a big banger I didn't think, or it didn't have it on the scale of what they've done before. I feel mm. like Run the Jewels 4 is kind of the best of both worlds. Like there's bangers, but also I just don't think that there's a bad track. And honestly, like I think of a song like Just, where you have um, a hook that features Pharrell and Zach De La Roca, which I mean, it's amazing. And then when he yells, <laughs> look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Oh my God. Like just every single time. But then also the way that Pharrell sets it up, which is master economics because you took yourself, like just the way that he rhymes and it's just, it's amazing. And again, they're able to, to talk about like the reasons behind the protests and, and, and just reasons behind um, kind of civil unrest in a way that, is lyrically compelling but also like proves a point and it fits in the song it doesn't feel shoehorned it doesn't feel like like it feels like it, it, it's one of, it's artistically but also topically relevant and well done and i just again this is one of the instances where as much as i love Ciroc, i just feel like obviously run the jewels has been talked about more but also i can just see myself bumping this in the whip as kids would say more so because it's, as as those kids with yes, their uh <laughs> with their their game boys and whatnot would say with 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 their ipads and yeah. their smartphones exactly. and their tiktok <laughs> and, and, and I, i'm just glad that they continue to make like everyone the jewels album an, an event for i mean i guess you know more broadly but for me personally like ever since uh because I, I was familiar with lp a little bit before Run the Jewels 1 came out. Uh, I had no idea who Killer Mike was, honestly. But um, also, fun fact, they got together because of Adult Swim, which I, I still think is amazing. No, that, that's really um, funny. I, I, I think the story is that um, Killer Mike was looking for a new producer for his album, and 
they both appeared on like an Adult Swim compilation, and one of the guys from Adult Swim was like, "Hey, you should talk to LP," and they talked to me like, "Okay, I'll produce your album," and then they were like, "Okay, we should do an album together," and they did, and huh. the rest is history. It's something to that but effect. I don't know if that's hundred percent, but their, their collaborations with Adult Swim make a whole lot more sense now. Yeah, uh, exactly. Because they they always show up on like any Adult Swim compilation. Yeah, just like you, you, you know that like either Run the Jewels or just one of those guys is exactly. going to be there. But it's just it's so weird that you know like LP was obviously just like an abstract hip hop in, in New York and just kind of was doing his thing. Killer Mike was more. I think I think in Georgia. Yeah, he, and he was he was released some Southern rap albums and he was like mildly successful. He was on. He actually appeared on um, an Outcast album uh, as a, as, oh. a, as a feature, but like he didn't really breakthrough and just for you know for whatever reason they linked up and it's it's worked out beautifully so yeah, yeah. so that's the... I, I i didn't listen to rtj4 at all this year yeah, um i would recommend it obviously yeah but... i know i really should um i was so like lukewarm on the third one uh th- though i do remember really liking that kamasi washington feature that was cool because it's, it, it's just like so cool to have just like an instrumental feature yeah on like a hip hop album, and but I definitely, I mean, again, I want to presume what your issues with it were, but like for me, the definitely, I didn't, I haven't returned to the third one as much as the other three, just because it just it didn't have like a big blockbuster single in the same way, or I feel like yeah. it didn't have a lot of block, like it, like every song was good, it was solid throughout, but it just didn't have the big. I don't know why. I mean, I think they released it late in the year, and it was kind of. Oh yeah, that that's definitely part of it too. Yeah, I, I don't remember why they they were like I don't know why they. That's always a, a crapshoot. I don't know. Maybe they just want to get it. I, I don't know. In any case, that's my number two. Nice. All right. Well, uh, my number two is my pop album of the year, and frankly, it should be objectively the pop album of the year. But try to tell that to the fucking Grammys. Uh, this is the uh, weekend after hours. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know. I I, I kind of feel like you know, like a little bit of a uh, like like a shit a little bit, put, putting this so high. But like, I fucking adore this thing. Like every time I put it on, I'm just like sucked into it so fast. And just like every track, is just really great. Like even like the I'm trying to remember what track it was where he's just like there's like that whole line about like he and he's just like singing about like having sex with this girl in like the recording studio. And it's just like like cringiest part of the album, like without a doubt. And I still love it. Like, it's it's fucking great. Just like, I, Abel just like outdoes himself every fucking time. Mm-hmm. You know he shows up, and, and I love it. And uh, you know, um, blinding lights is just like, you know, it, it, it that's like one of those tracks that I I could just always put on. It's like one of the few singles on the radio that i would actually turn the radio up to listen to mm-hmm. um <laughs> and just yeah uh like the the, the cheesy saxophone from uh, y- your eyes oh, uh nice. yeah oh, just man. uh it, it all just works so well and it's it's bizarre because like you know in a way this is kind of like a return to form for the weekend mm. like he's like it, or at least like that that's how i felt it was billed initially as like you know he's kind of going back to like those roots from like you know like the trilogy of mixtapes uh but he's really like he kind of is but he's kind of not at the same time you know like he's really branching out into like more 80s type of like feel to things but you know there's also like no guest on this album except i guess technically opn 
but he's like on production. So, um, you know, it's it, it's just a fascinating album. You know, I, I I really can't see any other pop album this year except maybe that no, like new Fiona Apple album, which I don't even know if that's really a pop album, frankly. Yeah, but, she's kind of a rum beast. Yeah, like exactly. It. So like, I just feel like this is the pop album of the year. But I don't know if you you saw this that like he didn't like not a single track off of this thing like nothing from the weekend got nam- nominated for a Grammy this year. And and the subtext is that because. Um, he agreed to the Super Bowl, which is in such close proximity to the Grammys. Um, they were like they didn't like the fact that that was basically they were. He wouldn't feel that, as, it wouldn't feel as special to have him, you know. Obviously, the Super Bowl halftime that's show. That's such horseshit. And, and again, that's again that's what I think that's what Abel said. Like I think he tweeted as much. Like, but and of course the Grammys were like no, no. But obviously. The Super Bowl halftime show is one of the most viewed TV events every year. So that it's like, of... like so, so I get because it, it's just it, I think it's just funny because like the Grammys have always prided themselves on being like a masturbatory kind of shit show. Yeah, that like they always celebrate what has like the most sales. Yeah, in a way, it's... and like this is the, I think this is the best selling album of the year. There's uh, they're so weird in that <laughs> regard though because some picks you can say like okay like it's. I feel like they're so inconsistent. Like some of their picks, it's very clearly about popularity, and then other picks, it's like okay, but like, like I remember it, one year Beck won over Beyonce, and it's like, well, that's very clearly not because of popularity. Yeah, I I, I think that was more of a legacy win. Yeah. Than anything. But again, again but, like, that's uh, the thing is like it's so it, it's all over the map. It's like you know sometimes you, it's because of this X Y whatever. Do you remember? Um, so this is this is like over a decade ago now. Uh, there's a South Park episode where they they talk about the um, the economy bust basically with like the housing crisis, and uh, Stan is trying to return his margarita his dad's Margaritaville, and uh, <laughs> a, 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 so he he follows like the ladder basically up all the way to like these giant corporations and finally to the government. And the only way they decide whether to say like to bail out a business or not, all they do is just chop a chicken's head off and just see where it lands after it stops moving. <laughs> and I'm like, that is how they decide the Grammys and the Oscars <laughs> and, and the Emmys and any award show. <laughs> so, uh, Anyway, I really, I think that that would make more sense than whatever they do. Oh yeah, no, no, it's a. I feel like it's a very popular tactic. I think you know the government uses it. I mean, you know, just like a, 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 any sort of bureaucratic system, like that's what they're doing. <laughs> um, oh, anyway, so we're on our number one. <laughs> we are, and like I said, uh, my top two. One had to deal with you know social unrest and social justice. The other one had to deal with the pandemic. I feel like that. That's kind of. These two symbolize what 2020 is going to be about and what I'm going to remember it in my mind. And just, you know, personally where I stood, just kind of emotions and dealing with being at home and during the pandemic really, really struck home for me more. And this one, this one felt more like an event from the get-go. He announced his new album, like as a surprise release. And then I think it was the... Either fall equinox, I think it was. The, oh yeah, I, I I knew it was yeah. this. Like the like they like it was like an it you know premiered with visuals, videos, and I I watched the entire thing and I he wrote 
very happy, like kind of more uplifting music, but was writing sad lyrics because of, you know, just being trapped inside. Um, and so he lived in New York, lived in New York. He just drove up to the Catskills and just like kind of, you know, for lack of a better, communed with nature, so to speak. And just like that sense of escape and being in nature, that was something that, you know, Lauren and I did a lot this year. And just the music is just stunning, gorgeous folk. I've, I also, in the same way as Mountain Goats, really got into this artist more this year. And this is just a fantastic, like, I think the best album they've released. It has to be Shore by Fleet Foxes. Um, I, I mean, it's just from the first notes, um, I, I was just enthralled by this. Just absolutely gorgeous, you know, perfect, you know, it, it feels like thinking man's indie folk in a way. That like it has all of the the melody and the the catchiness and that kind of appeal of uh, of indie folk that you'd like, but just there's it's more depth to it. It feels it somehow offers both the indie and the folk at the same time. If that makes sense, <laughs> like it just it feels like you're listening to a folk album, but it has a lot of elements of like the more you know kind of mainstream hipster esque side of the genre. And I just, I thought it's just always so impeccably recorded, produced, executed. I, I was, damn, yeah, I, I was, I was so, I was so enamored with this from the get-go. And I think just when I think about 2020 and kind of life within the pandemic and what album I enjoyed most in that context, I think this is going to be the album I remember most from 2020. Unfortunately, I, I have all of all of their albums on um, vinyl, and unfortunately, this one was backlogged until I think early next year. But it's I, I pre-ordered it. As, I pre-ordered it as soon as it was announced. It's a beautiful color pressing. There's an etching on the D side. Um, it comes with an art print. Just I'm really looking forward to getting to it and listening to it in that that context. Uh, and again, I think in some ways it was helped that I really really got into Fleet Foxes during you know during the pandemic i just i was i was primed for this album to blow me away and i'm just glad that the music actually came to the table and, and did just that so yeah i mean this is one of those picks where i wasn't really sure what was going to be my number one for most of the year but the more i thought about it it just this felt like the best 2020 album that i heard this year and just that's that's where I landed. Nice, nice dude. Yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't imagine you have a ton of, of thoughts to. <laughs> to I, add I, I don't, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, not the biggest Fleet Foxes fan. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't blame you. With your feelings of folk, I would be shocked if Fleet Foxes clicked with you. So <laughs> it would be really funny if that did. <laughs> like of uh, all the folk artists, like no, nah, I, I fuck with Fleet Foxes. You'd be like, like, be like first Fleet Foxes, then Dylan. And yeah, it's just exactly. like oh, all gates open. If you ever uh, like genuinely like Bob Dylan, I will, I would, I would, th- I would honestly think something was wrong. <laughs> okay, so 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 that's my cry for help. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you know, it'd be really funny, and obviously, there's like a point zero zero one percent chance this would happen if like your album of the year was a new Bob Dylan album. Oh my god, that would be really funny. Oh man, it, it isn't though. Yeah. I, I'm not even going to entertain the notion. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but my number one 
uh, is an album. So I don't know if you've noticed this, but uh, everything from my top five is stuff that I own. I ended up being so either, you know, in the case of Protest Hero, I just pre-ordered it because I was a big fan. But, you know, for all the other ones, I was just so, uh, you know, blown away by these albums that I ended up buying them all. And this one is no different. And uh, I don't know if you would even know uh, what album this is, because I only mentioned it once throughout this year. Uh, it was my album of the week once, uh, th- though I guess ev- I don't think we've ever had like a duplicate yeah. album of the week. But uh, I, yeah, I just I haven't talked about this a lot. But um, it is um, the artist is uh, it's a collaboration between uh, an artist called Thirty Six and uh, Zach Hay, uh, and the album is called uh, Stasis Sounds for Long Distance Space Travel. Oh, nice! Yeah, that was yeah. Really, I listen, I did listen to that. I really enjoyed it. That's a, that's yeah. a great, great listen. Yeah, so this is uh, an ambient album, kind of droney. It it feels like its title suggests that you know you're kind of on you know on a, like a generation spaceship almost, you know, and it has like this very like lonely type of quality to it. Like it's simultaneously cold and warm. Um, yeah. I, where do you even start? I, I guess the reason that it's number one is I, I did not listen to any other album on this list more than this one, uh, like by far. Like I, I think you could probably add up all the other albums that I listened, like you, all the listens for all the other albums, and it would probably come with about like the same, honestly, because um, I, I just like th- this was always like my just chill out album almost. It, it is just like a magical journey in a way um and i i think there's uh you, you know i part of me almost wants to get you know almost kind of contextualize this with like covid uh because there are parts of it that sound very like lonely in a way mm-hmm. uh there's there's this one track actually on it that is uh that has like you can hear like people in it and i think it was like a field recording and that just like is one of the loneliest songs that I've ever heard, just because it feels like they're like it's it, it's almost like being in like a mall and just like you know everybody else is around you, but you're just so lonely at the same time, mm-hmm. even though you're surrounded by people, which I think for me is is kind of a, a normal thing, sadly. Um, but anyway, like, but really, but probably the reason this thing got to me most is because, like, this has just, like, been my year, like, for, like, ambient music. Um, I think part partially because of our uh, ambient exploration episode that we did, uh, but also just because I've personally, you know, started, uh, I, you know, this year I started getting into modular synthesis, built my own uh, Eurorack synth, or, or I should really just say kind of put it together because I didn't build any of it. Um and you know i started making my own music and you know i quickly got into making ambient music from that um and this was just kind of you know uh representative of that in a way for me and it was just yeah i i just adore this album so much it was like one of those actually so the first time i listened to it i was so enamored with it that i looked on bandcamp just to see uh, if they had a CD version of it, and I ended up just buying it straight up, like, and I probably wasn't even on the second track, mm-hmm. so it it was just like one of those, like, it just clicked so well. So, nice. yeah, 
Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know what else to say. That that's been our top ten. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I had no idea we were gonna pick uh, when you first started talking about it, but that that makes sense because I remember yeah, you it's... being super super excited about it. Um, yeah, it, it was so just like I, I I don't know why it worked so well. I think it's just because like. I, I like those like kind of sci-fi sounds and like that combined with ambient is just like it, it, it's just a recipe for success in my book. Mm-hmm. No, um, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you shared with me because that definitely um, I enjoy that the hell out of that thing when, when you first uh, I don't know it was one of those moments where I wasn't really in the mood for ambient music but like you talked it up so much I listened to it the next day and I yeah. just it's it's, it just struck me, even though that wasn't kind of the sound I was looking for at that moment, um, which is always the sign of a great album when, you know, you're not necessarily, um, you don't think it's going to click for you, but it just, it's, it does, it kind of surpasses that genre block, so to speak, you have in your head. So, man, yeah. really, really, really good list. Really diverse list on both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I sort of, I didn't expect so much folk from you, but I'm not surprised in retrospect. I didn't either. And as I was as I was making my list, I was a little surprised at how much cropped up. But that's I, I I'm assuming you're like I'm assuming from like 15 to like 30 or like 50 is pretty metal heavy. Um, it was actually more folk in in general <laughs> uh, than I than I expected. Like country, I think for whatever reason that. This was my my folk here. This, this is the theme I, every year. I, I I think it's it's this is a Samson type of thing. That the moment you shave your beard, you you're just gonna throw out all your folk albums. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I think that would be kind of a death sentence because the last time <laughs> the, la- the last time I shaved my beard, Lauren uh, cried. So uh, oh actually, yeah, it's actually not, not a joke. She was oh. she was so because like it. I don't know if you've seen me without a beard in a long time, but it, it's I, been a while. I look like a little, a, a little wee wee lad, um, and it's not for everyone. Yeah, but you, you're 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 all our favorite boy, so you yeah, know it works. Yeah, but it's it's a little it's a little stark, especially because like, <laughs> I hadn't even seen myself without a beard for a while, and when I shaved, I was like, "Whew, uh, this might have been a mistake." <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine Lauren like, "Oh no, I have to marry you." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, wow, like. You can have your ring back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they, too bad now. You got her locked in. Ha 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 ha. Forget about love. <laughs> hey, uh, to quote Van Halen, we ain't talking about love. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P., dude. Yeah. I, I, I guess that, that that's how we're ending this episode. I know, on, on a happy note. But yeah, thanks. Thanks for yeah. sticking with us for yeah. uh, another great year. I mean, just prepare for all the great content you've come to love in 2021, which hopefully is a much more positive and quarantine-free year. Um, hopefully, yeah. and hopefully uh, we'll you know, doing... it, We're going to be doing more books, definitely. Yeah, and I was going to say, and, hopefully uh, we'll be doing a lot more CD by episodes in oh, person. That, that as well. I, I am definitely on board with that, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. So. I was, you know, there was the reason we didn't do as many as we would have liked, and hopefully, yeah. hopefully those reasons melt away in the new year, but we'll see. In any case, this has been, yep. you know, again, this is one of my favorite episodes we do every year, and thanks, as always, for listening. Yeah, uh, everybody just have, 
have a fun holiday and uh you know get get drunk i guess i don't know yeah do i, I know stay well stay safe uh and not in that cliche way just you know don't be stupid exactly <laughs> so and we'll be back uh i think we're are we doing another anticipated albums yeah oh are. yeah they yeah th- th- that's how we start off the year baby because <laughs> i already have uh quite a few i'm excited to talk about yep and, me too um yeah so stay tuned all right all right all right oh bye-bye bye Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, if you're interested, uh, you know, if you want to hear more, just, you know, listen to us on uh, iTunes, Pod, Apple Podcasts, Android Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast, basically. Uh, we're on all of it. Uh, if you follow us on Anchor, too, you know, whatever works for you. And uh, definitely be sure to follow us on Twitter. And if you ever have any suggestions, topics you want us to talk about or questions, anything like that. Uh, be sure to email us. Yeah, uh, we're at, at Seishira Podcast on Twitter, and our email, I think, is Seishira Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, appreciate it a lot. Bye.